My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. I am Iron Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Sports Credit Podcast. I am your host, Eric Italiano, senior writer at ProBible.com, and today I am joined by, well, nobody. It is just me, my usual co-host, Kate Onder, who you can find writing about video games over at ComicBook.com, is taking what appears to be the first vacation of his entire life. So congrats to our buddy Cade. He is over down in Orlando, so I'm sure he'll come back with tons of fun stories about his trip. Our other co-host, Brandon, is also busy with his day job. So that means for this week, it is just me. And because of that, I'm going to spare you about my Mandalorian Season 3 sucks takes because I've been saying it for what feels like six months now. I'm sorry that I was right, but also I told you so. But just because they're absent doesn't mean we don't have a show for you this week. I have an interview for y'all with ghosted director dexter fletcher ghosted is the new apple tv plus film with chris evans and anna de armis that hits the streaming service on friday april 21st dexter has also directed films such as bohemian rhapsody rocket man the paramount plus series the offer and he's also uh in talks with skydance to direct a film called fountain of youth which i'm sure will be awesome i spoke to him about all of those projects and also his memories of working on david lynch's the elephant man so make sure to stay tuned for that hopefully next week we will get the gang back together and catch up on everything we've missed so far namely succession mario jonathan majors and everything else that's been going on in the world of pop culture in the next few weeks i think uh the new star wars game drops soon so i'm sure kate will have some stuff to say about that as well all right y'all so we're going to take a quick break then over to my interview with dexter fletcher and hope to talk to you all next week for a full show all right peace Folks, today I am joined by Dexter Fletcher, director of projects such as Rocket Man, The Offer, and his new film, Ghosted, which hits Apple TV Plus on April 21st. Thank you so much for your time today, sir. No problem, Eric. No problem. Where do we find you from today? Are you in New York? Well, I'm, uh, exactly. You hit it on the first try. Exactly where I am. I'm in sunny, cloudy, rainy New York. It was sunny yesterday. It's a little overcast yes, today, sir. but I'm excited to be here. Yep, we've got a premiere tomorrow. Oh, cool. Congrats on that. Um, congrats on the film as well. I am curious how this project found you. Eddie the Eagle, Bohemian yes. Rhapsody, Rhapsody, Rocket Man, The Offer. These are all projects about real people existing in real times, almost yes. modern day period pieces. Ghosted is on the complete opposite end of that. Why the switch? Was it conscious or? Well, uh, well, it's all relatively conscious. No, I don't think that I was like, huh, I've done all of these period uh, uh, biopic kind of things about real people. I should just switch it up completely and do, you know, change that. I, I, I think that it, I really just, I, I I act on my response to material that, that people put in front of me or, or, or speak to me about. And that this was very much that, you know, I, I, I got the call from Skydance who said we have this project with Evans attached, which mm. I, I thought, okay, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> and, and then, yeah, I subsequently read the script and was like, oh, this could be like a really good opportunity for me to kind of, well, A, do some action, but also try and bring some kind of heart to it that that I love those movies from the 80s they kind of have that kind of feel still you know that that um you know that Indiana Jonesy things if I if I can be so bold as to compare my well it's certainly an influence for me you know just how how Spielberg you know keeps one foot in reality uh 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 yes so so yeah I actually spoke to Paul and Rhett last year and they name checked uh Amancing the Stone and yes 
True Lies. And I'm curious, what do you think has happened to the action rom-com genre? Are any idea why films in this particular genre are so rare these days when, as you just pointed out, they were almost like the idealist cinematic staple 30 years ago? Um, well, I mean, I think it's just a matter of, of kind of sensibilities and trends. They move around, don't they? I mean, you know, 30 years ago, if you said, well, making a movie about Spider-Man, everyone would have gone, oh, OK. And then there were some pretty ropey Spider-Man movies back in the day. Uh, and and they weren't weren't given this kind of consideration or, 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 or they weren't the behemoth that they are now. And, and I suppose it's just a matter of, of, of trends and storytelling and who's doing that. And, and uh, I suppose through the nineties and the noughties, you know, technology advances as well and how you can achieve visual effects and special effects that obviously has an impact and can play into to uh, uh, how those stories are told. And as that technology advances and develops and evolves, uh, you know, things shift. And and what's interesting about Ghosted and working with people like Skydance, for example, and Apple, is that I very clearly set out that I would like to create as much in camera as possible to, to give us that very immediate feel that, that maybe some of this more sort of super wizardry uh, with, with visual effects and computers as maybe um, taken away a little bit from. So I, I don't know if, if the appetite for, for for romance and adventure is gone. Uh, it's just sort of filmmaking trends, isn't it? And, and how well, But I think they're starting to swing back a bit, though. If you look at the yeah. box yeah. office over the last six months or, or yeah. so, or even if you look at the uh, Academy Awards, you've got a film as unique as everything all at once. You've yeah. got films like, um, you know, Scream 6 outperforming relative Ant-Man. So I feel right. like box office trends are starting to go back towards the way things were. And what I'm curious from your point of view is that, do you think we could expect more original projects like Ghosted in the next coming years? And why do you think films like this are vital to the art form at large? Well, I think there's always going to be original ideas struggling to get through because they are a struggle to get through because they 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 take... You know, it's it's a lot of money invested, and and obviously, when you're talking about the kind of numbers that, uh, and the kind of do- amount of dollars that have to be sort of invested in into in making a, a big event movie, you know, security is a very important element of that equation, uh, and and so the more original ideas maybe do struggle to find their foothold. I mean, you know, I started my movie career as a director with a movie that costs not even a million dollars. And I, and I worked my way up and I think a lot of movie directors make filmmakers do that. Um, but. Holter's a star, a star these days. You nailed that one. What's that? I Polter. said, Will Poulter's oh, yeah. a star yeah. these days. He really oh, yeah. nailed that one. Oh yeah, yeah. And George Mackay was in my next film as well. He's pretty, he's pretty amazing. And 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 Taron and oh no, yeah, no, I'm very proud of those my work with those guys. No, I, um, I think I hope that will always be the case. That's what I'll, I'll always endeavour to do. Uh, you know, at, at least try and be original. And and I think original content does capture people's imaginations. And 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 maybe you know, it's even what Ghosted is about to a larger or greater or lesser extent is about you know safety or playing it safe isn't always 
definitely going to give you the, the the kind of life that you want. And sometimes to step out of your comfort zone and take a risk, as you know, Evans's character does in this film, can lead you to somewhere extraordinary and new. That's kind of what this story is about, I suppose. Um, but but hopefully uh, that that's the case. And I think like you know, I'm a filmmaker now, and I'm you know in my mid fifties. So all the films that influenced me as I grew up are starting to find their foothold now. You know, I, I get to play with those those influences now. And so maybe that's part of that cycle. You know, 20 years later, the next generation of filmmakers come up and, yeah. and reference the films that they loved and grew up on. Well, I think that we're seeing that with the rise of video game films, because I'm 30 and I am the... Yeah generation that grew up playing those so now that right. where the storyteller is writing scripts yeah. the video game sensibility is starting to come come yeah. in i think um yeah. how, so you talk about how chris's character steps outside of his comfort zone you yeah. did as well how'd that go how did you enjoy sort of this type of filmmaking which is on a larger more technical scale than you had done yeah. Well, well, I mean look it was a massive challenge there's no two ways about that and that's a, a lot of the reason why i I kind of was so engaged because I knew it was something that scale was something I, I uh, aspire to, you know, uh, to, to have that that big scale and canvas and, and make movies that, that are a spectacle and, and have that kind of weight. Yeah, uh, I could just tell by what film you got next. <laughs> it oh, doesn't right, get, yeah, get yeah. much bigger than that, does it? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, look, I mean, look, I, I enjoy that. And, and those opportunities, if they present themselves, I'd be foolish not to to take them on it, it I, I, it's with some trepidation because when you fail you fail hard and that's that's not the desire but at the same time you get to work with incredible teams incredible creative teams because there's the the uh, the profile and the recognition and the money there to really elevate your game I, I had to learn a lot about visual effects and special effects which I'd not really done before but that's the challenge of it you know that that's the exciting time and and I've always been in my filmmaking, very quick to say, I know what I don't know. And what I mean by that is like, I'm okay to talk to other people about what they do know and how I, as the director, could exploit their, their knowledge and make a, a good film. So I, I'm, I'm very collaborative. Or I, try to, I, I pride myself on, on my collaborative approach and hopefully that, that... The Spielberg method. Yeah, I suppose, you know, I mean, what you say, you know, the great directors sit in the middle of it all and, and, and kind of watch everyone be brilliant. And then... Yep encourage them to be so it's you know there's there's is certainly a large degree of that and and um and again he's another one of the great filmmakers that i love so uh yeah i i'll endeavor i'll keep endeavoring to do it the performance that struck me most was that of adrian brody who oh, is good. an academy award winner who seems like he's having a blast here Very are there any specific sort of villain tropes or performances that he name checks? Sort of where did the bones of this character come from? Uh, he he didn't. No, that's interesting. He he didn't say, "Oh, this is like so and so," or "This could be like that." Right. I didn't. I don't go into it with the actors like, "Hey, give me what you know Harrison Ford did in in right." You know that. <laughs> Because no actor really wants to hear that. And I'm like, okay, no, what, what the work that I did with Adrian and you're right. He's having a ball was we, we, I, I get all the actors is to kind of write a biography. You know, we, we spent some time rehearsing and we, we speak about history. So, so that 
in the scenes, they can concentrate on being in the moment rather than, oh, what's my backstory? We have all of that established. If it's relevant and we use it, great. But if not, it's just a really good foundation for, for the characters that they create. And he made choices about, you know, the characters called Levesque. So he took that as French and, you know, he's part of the French Secret Service. And, and he created and built a lot of that and it gave him some real freedom. I mean, there's some what what he wanted to do was create a villain actually that smacks of insecurity and <laughs> and and kind of has this other edge that you know is is a little bit a little bit whiny he sort of you know there's a great scene with him and mike mo when when mike mo <laughs> you know honor calls him an idiot and he turns to mike mo and says with great glee i should call you an idiot to your face you know and he really enjoys that because he's punching down and i think that's what what Adrian really kind of really enjoyed because it's he's not only a villain in action, but he's also a villain uh, uh, just who he is as a person on a one-to-one -one relationship. Not only is he trying to sell chemical weapons to very dubious sources, but he's a bit of a bastard as well. He's not very, he's, you know, he's a boss. He's really, you know, he 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 really gives it. And in fact, I actually paired it right back. You know, uh, th there's other stuff that he improvised that's in the blooper reel that is just for me was the fun. And we we have such. There's a great moment where he threatens to kill someone. He says, "If you get that figure, I kill you." And then he's about to hang up the phone, and he goes, "Oh, can you still get tickets for a Cirque du Soleil?" And you know, he, <laughs> he turns. And, and it, it's just a brilliant moment. And I, I really had to wrestle with myself to put it in or not because he's meant to be threatening. And that's the, the fine line. But it's in the blooper reel, which I'm really happy about because that's what Adrian could do. He could be threatening and then vulnerable at the same time. Very human. And it's very funny. Yeah, he's brilliant. I want to ask you about a film that you probably have not been asked about in a long time. And, and it has a connection to me, despite the fact that I've never actually seen it. One of oh. your first film roles was in David Lynch's The Elephant, Elephant Man. Yeah. When I was younger, yeah. my love of film comes from my mom and dad. My yeah. mom tried to show me this and I got through five minutes and I tapped okay. out. I couldn't yeah. do it. It was yeah, yeah. too sad for me. It's very sad. When you think back to that, you you were a kid at the time, no? I was. What experiences pop in your head when you think about your work on that film? Wow. It was so influential for me, I think, in so many ways, because Lynch, Lynch was just so engaged and excited. I mean, he was, you know, he'd just come off the back of a razor head, and Mel Brooks was the producer, so it was quite an extraordinary... I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a Mel Brooks film. It's a Mel Brooks film. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mel right. Brooks is the elephant man. <laughs> yeah, go check it out. Um, exactly. Uh, uh, his wife is in it. Um, um, and I don't know. I mean, I, I like to say I was only 34, but, but like Lynch, Lynch was really engaged in the media. And, and, and also there was like Tony Hopkins and John Hurt at the peak of their game. Not so then. You know, well, John Hurt's no longer around, but Hopkins even now. But they were sort of like full power. And there's another great actor called Freddie Jones, who's Toby Jones's dad. Um, and so I was around these incredible actors who'd done amazing theatre. It was all shot in black and white. Freddie Francis was the cinematographer, who was, who was this great English cinematographer who'd done amazing stuff, who David had found. Oh, well, you know, uh, lucky enough to work with. Um, I remember one day we were on the set, and and it was in the streets of London, in an old part of London that is not really there anymore. It's become very gentrified in the East End. 
And uh, there was a, an old guy. We had the whole street closed down. There was an old guy walking with his dog, who's just a local. And David Lynch looks at him and went, wait. And he went up to the guy, this old guy, and said, do you want to be in a movie? And the old guy said, I don't care. What would you mean? And so David said, put this guy in a costume. So they put this old man in a costume. And, and they had his dog. And his dog was old and arthritic and couldn't go fast. It was very old. But it was full, chock full of character. And there's a really lovely opening shot on the back of this dog and this man walking up this very Victorian, Dickensian street in London in black and white. And the shot starts on them. And it and the camera cranes up and looks, and then we see the whole street life there. And I remember at 13 going, Oh, that's fucking excuse me. That's amazing. <laughs> that's fine, it's fine. Okay, that's amazing because he's taken what's authentic and real and of this moment, seeing something here now, aside from all the planning, and made it live within his story. And that was massively important and influential to me. And that and that's and, and even I do reference it in Ghosted even it's a really quick moment but it's a shot in london where there's an, a man walking with a dog from behind and it is it's an absolute homage oh. reference to the shot in elephant man that david lynch created 40 years ago i've got to go back and see that a very now quick moment when he's arriving in the taxi to gotcha. the bridge. okay anyway, yeah but watch Elephant Man now. You're grown. You'll be fine. You'll like uh, yeah. it. <laughs> I, I can start crying just thinking about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so I now want to ask you about uh, which rock icon do you think deserves a film next? I am a proud New Jersey guy. Do you want to take a swing at my boy Bruce for me or what? <laughs> Bruce. Wow. I, 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 well, that's, I mean, that's, that's a biggie because like you say, you know, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a huge icon and he's a, he's a, he's, he's massively important to so many people. Um, I don't know if I would be the best person suited to, to but to, who do you think might, should be next in line if, if you well, had your pick? Well, everyone's talking about Bowie, of course, mm. uh, which, which is, you know, really difficult. I mean, the you thing see I the doctor just came out, Brett, I did, Brett Morgan's no, 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 it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I don't doubt it. You see, this is the thing. He's so, I think it's why it took so long for like a really good Elvis movie to come along mm. because they're so iconic, but they're also, they're so uh, huge and, and powerful. And, 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 and like, who do you get to play that role? You know, it's it's a really big ask. That's why they pay you the big bucks, man. I have sure. no idea. <laughs> sure. Well, exactly. But I, I you know, you know, you could do it with Taron and Elton that, you know, you can make, I mean, I knew that was a genius idea as soon as I heard it and Rami as well with, with Freddie, it, it, it was, it was genius. Um, uh, but I mean, of course there's someone who could do it, but who plays Bruce? I know. Who plays the boss? Fuck I know. You, know. you know, I just saw him last weekend for the first time in my life. He's yeah. 73 now and he was still just absolutely incredible. Like, well, like, who do you get to play young, young Jagger? Young Jagger. It's like, <laughs> Phenomenal. And I went and saw him playing Atlanta with the guys when we were shooting Ghosted. And I it, it blew me away. The same with The Who. I went and saw them at the Hollywood Bowl. Who plays Pete Townsend? Yeah. yeah. Really I, hear you. I hear you. So oh, don't ask me. I'm I'm all tapped out when it comes to <laughs> trying to, uh, to trying to fill, you know, get someone to fill those. Of course, it's possible. And it, and it's, it's about finding a, a way of, of telling that story. Uh, um uh, an original one. Well, I feel like the Bruce one is kind of a layup because it could be like a Americana road trip type 
Okay. Your, I mean, yeah, you know. All right, I've got a rep here, so I want to ask you about your new film. We touched on it a bit, Fountain of Youth. Anything that you want to tell me about about it? Skydance has been on a heater. It's a huge concept, so I'd love to hear more about it. Well, I, I'm not going to give you anything, I'm afraid. Only you've got the title, you've got the writer, you've got the director. We're, we're, you know, we're working at getting it to be the great film that it can be. It's a great script. It's really, it's an adventure. I, I brought more than anything else. It's a, it's an absolute balls to the wall, all out adventure. And, um, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're in, we're in a place where it's, yeah, it's, it's happening and we just got to, we're dancing around a certain actor that we, not oh. around, but we're, you know, courting. And um, that's very exciting. Uh, look, you know, Skydance, yeah, they, 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 they're really great because they get behind the movies they want to make. They get behind the filmmakers and, and uh, uh, they, they say, if they say they're going to do it, they're going to do it. And they, yep. they, they, like you say, they're on a heater and they don't take it for granted. But at the same time, they know what they want. They know what they're doing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be working with them again. So <coughs> hopefully it'll all come together and you'll get a proper answer. A proper My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. 